Hi, I'm Sade. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 51 of Shades of Brown. Uh, we're, we're back, I guess, a little bit of a break. Um, what it's been like a, what, a couple weeks two weeks it's been, it's been like a week and a half a it really has half. A, and it's not a break it's not a break really <laughs> like i don't i guess um if you're if you have the official uh stipes radio bingo board remember we took a break or we've been off for a week is the free space it's the free space it's the it's the space uh that gives us flexibility you know so we're not burnt out uh that analogy start- was bad god <laughs> it works but that was that was tired like like tired whatever the hell you just said wired taking naps and breaks unapologetically and i guess like brain meme sleeping forever i don't know yeah sure uh we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna start off uh this week with some video games but this time it's not it's not pc or console video games uh this week we're talking about uh an ios game uh we're gonna be talking about Alto's Odyssey. Uh, so just some sort of background. Alto's Odyssey is, I guess, the sequel to the game released in 2015 by, uh, what's the studio called? Snowman. Alto's uh, Adventure, which was released to like you know a lot of good praise in, in 2015. Uh, so this is the sequel, and, and it's very good. And Christian apparently has some thoughts uh, on Alto's Odyssey, so I'm going to let Okay, so this 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 might upset Nintendo's fans, but I don't care. Um, Alto's Adventure is basically the 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 game that uh, predates this one is an endless runner where you are a snowboarder and you just kind of go downhill through the snow and you can just like touch the screen to jump. That that's basically the game, right? Like you can collect coins and stuff, get power-ups, but really the base gameplay loop is you keep going down, you jump over obstacles and you slap llamas on the butt. Right? Is that what you do with the llamas? I I never figured that out. Are you like tagging them? Are you like slapping their butts? Like I've actually I don't actually remember. <laughs> I think you're just slapping their butts. There's probably some kind of like gameplay explanation for it, but that's besides the point. So it was fun. The art style was great. Alto's Adventure had this sort of it, it it's it reminds me a lot of Monument Valley, but not not in terms of like the the geometric sort of like surrealism, but just because of like colors bleeding all over the place in beautiful light boxes and really good uses of perspective and space and shadows. Um so Alto's Adventure was a good game. It was a good fun game. It was definitely worth the $5 they were charging for it. But when they came back for the sequel, they just took that and ran with it, right? Like, Alto's Odyssey, they took the gameplay of, it's an endless runner still, and you still tap the screen to jump. But now you can grind on things, you can bounce on balloons, you can, like, it's such a simple mechanic, but they've increased the complexity of it as well at the same time, right? It's sort of like, like... Back to me saying I was about to upset Nintendo fans. It's like what they Nintendo did when he went from like Super Mario Brothers one to Super Mario Brothers three. It's basically the same gameplay loop of you run left and you jump on things, but they added more complexity to it. They added more verticality, and they really fleshed out the design of uh, and structure of the levels. Now, Alto's Odyssey and Alto's Adventure was or are rather procedurally generated so in theory every time you play the game the level design and level layout that you get should be unique um with similar elements of course so so the game um 
it's very iterative, as you mentioned, but it's not like it's not in a bad way. It's it's, it's like adding these small improvements, uh, making the, the addition of biomes uh, in the game where you travel from between different biomes. You also have weather effects, uh, more pronounced weather effects with better looking even. Uh, so they, they took inspiration from Tony Hawk's uh, Pro Skater Two, which was which was a little iterative. Uh, game from tony hawk pro skater hot, one hot uh, take hot take um tony hawk underground 2 is the best game in all the tony hawk series uh sure. I, just, I just wanted I'll, to get I'll that take, out there I'll, wait have, have you not played because i have not played any no, of oh my god games. what you how would you <laughs> fucking go get an no i'm pretty sure hold on a minute hold on a fucking minute i'm about to go check see if tony hawk underground 2 was on pc maybe but i never actually played any of the tony hawk uh, games and Bruh, I, I it know. was on pc I, what i need you this podcast is over podcast <laughs> over um i need you to go get that game and play it right now um it was released on pc and like okay let's see what are the minimum specs what are the it came out in 2004 um if you download oh it'll work on windows 10 you just have to download the thug pro mod Sure. I mean, I've seen people play it on stream uh, recently, uh, a couple of months ago. So I know it's playable. Uh, so, like, sure. Uh, it's good. It's So basically, we, we need to talk about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater for a moment. Because, <laughs> man, skateboarding games are fucking good. Like... And and I know I understand that some people listening are going to be like, okay, Tony Hawk was great, but Skate was even better. And like, mm, I've always felt like Skate took the realism a little too far. But uh, Tony Hawk's Underground Two is basically the Midnight Club Three of skating games, right? Oh, it's like shit. it's like arcadey, and it's yeah. full of bullshit, but it's great bullshit. Yeah, that's now that's a good pitch to sell a game. Uh, you compare it to Midnight Club. Three dub edition. Now, now that's a good pitch. Um, I'm probably uh, misremembering it. It probably is also like super homophobic and misogynistic. Because, I mean, uh, it's it's pro skating, and you literally had to cast a jackass as playable characters. I'm pretty. I'm like half from trying to remember. So, uh, I take that as you will, because I do remember that one level. You have to go to Hawaii and get lays to get people to like flash you. I might be misremembering that, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. So, like, well, this is this is some rose tinted lenses, but the core gameplay was there. Tony Hawk, fucking Underground Two, great game. Uh, anyways, though, back to Alto. <laughs> back to Alto. Uh, so, the, so this interview with the developers, uh, they mentioned that uh, they, they wanted to make a, like they were they wanted to make a premium mobile game, right? That like that's the focus here. Uh, and they were they were excited because he, uh, Mr. Cashier says. Uh, what's so exciting to us about mobile is that now for the first time in human history, almost everybody on this planet owns a device that's capable of playing games. Uh, so it's kind of a time where you can reach people who wouldn't otherwise play games. Now, when you think about it, yeah, that's that's like kind of true, right? Like it's like mobile games are sort of like this thing that everybody, like everybody who has a smartphone can, you know, sort of try to enjoy. And that's, it's kind of cool. Uh, so Alto's Adventure, um, as we mentioned, it was six dollars on on iOS, but no, no, it was five dollars. Oh wait, $5? no, uh, no, it's no, a, sorry, it's six ninety nine. Wait, it was Canadian US, Canada. yeah, yeah. There's a two dollar difference because of conversion rates. Conversion, so, yeah, four ninety nine uh, US and 
Canadian? I think it was six ninety nine. I don't remember. It has been a long time since I bought that. Uh, but it was it was free to play on on Android. Uh, and what what they talked about was that on Android they had to uh, they had to make it free to play because they they were hearing from other indie game developers on Android that uh, made premium content was that they were not seeing very good sales right on 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 like you know like premium titles with with well with, yeah uh, android users don't buy games i mean that it's a little bit more in depth that he goes into that he says well i that, mean it's a you android users i well i don't really we, there's the interview there that everyone can read but the gist of the whole argument of why you go free to play on android is because android users are I, everyone who has an iphone you can guarantee at the very least they are for the most part are able to pay a hundred dollars for their phone bill each month right like between like seventy to a hundred dollars for the phone bill, Android users you have people who pay like twenty bucks to a hundred and whatever. If you have like a Samsung phone, right? You also have people in very, very varied income differences, right? Like you have the high end people who own high end Android devices, uh, like like the like you know the Galaxy phones. I mean, I I have some thoughts about the idea that ads are reserved mainly for people who don't have for poor people who don't have money right and stuff. But, but, uh, that's that's maybe that's far outside <laughs> the scope of this podcast right. um and uh, well, the one thing that he mentioned was that uh there's a lot of fragmentation also there's also the fragmentation problem on android so it's it's harder to develop for android like developing android games in the first place so and he's mentioned that some people are not just like not going to be able to buy games on android like there's some there are some people who own android phones like very low-end android phones that can run the game but they cannot buy the game because they don't have the they wouldn't make sense for them to spend five dollars on a game when their income is, is is like a certain like a certain amount per month right so it's it's like some people are just not never going to buy and they're going to pirate so uh instead of you know like losing the market to piracy right why not why not make the income like why not make it free to play so you can make it uh, available, but you can still make some, you know, make some money off of it. So, which I feel is like a better, better solution than letting it be a premium game and you don't sell a lot of copies and you have a lot of piracy. Uh, yeah, that makes so sense. That's, I, I still, yeah. I still think that this, even when it comes to Android, even it's free to play, Alto's Adventure wasn't that annoying. Sometimes it got a little annoying because you had to like watch a video ad if you wanted to replay or if you couldn't buy any more lives. But there's still like a way to disable that if you paid, you could still pay out, right? Where you didn't have to do that with the Android version. But um, with this game though, with this game though, it's the important bit about it is that you do not have to be into video games to enjoy it, right? It's simple enough where like video games, if, if you do not care about the complexity of them, if you are not MLG Pro Dark Souls, um, <laughs> number number one Nintendo's fans, uh, Splatoon Pro Overwatch Diamond Player, you know, like this is, it's a good it's a good game. And that that is that is the beautiful thing of it. Because everyone keeps fucking saying, everyone's like, oh, you can't make real games on mobile. Oh, you can't do this on mobile. The controls aren't there. The complexity is just not there. And it's like, um, this game is prettier, more fun, and has left more of an impression on me than the last eight Call of Duty games. 
So I mean, like that's it, what do you? What, it, it does not matter about the scope. It doesn't matter how much money you pour into it. It's about the artistic vision of it. And this game is leans way more into it being an actual work of art than whatever the the fuck killing Nazi dogs in space is for this year's Call of Duty game. Yeah, so this game has a thing. Uh, this last game also had it. It's it's something they call Zen mode. Oh, Zen uh, mode's my shit. Zen mode is this. Uh, so this this mode in both Altus Odyssey and in in the sequel. Uh, sorry, the prequel. Altus Adventure. Uh, it's when you swipe you swipe to the right from the main menu screen, and you go into this mode where there's like there's no score. You just you just put on your headphones and listen to the music, and you don't even have to do anything. Like it, it'll just like run on its own and you don't even have even if you like hit a rock and fall down you can just sit there uh listening to the music so i think that i think sh- uh, more than anything shows a sort of like uh a res- like a sort of like dedication to the like pro- to the game to the game right to the content that they're making i feel like that is a sign that it's you know you have a good developer uh making this game so i mean it's 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 a very, it's about the respect. Like the, the snowman respects the people playing this game and wants to create something that leaves an impression and can be enjoyed by everyone. And in in the world of um, <clears throat> extreme Jim Sterling voice, triple A <laughs> game <laughs> game developers, it's really rare. Yeah, and, it, is, it is. Like this is sort of the same reason why I like playing Destiny so much. Because that what's let's. Assume we're back in Destiny 1 where loot boxes weren't a thing, right? Like, that that's what sucked you in about it, is that it was extremely accessible, extremely fun, but also had all these complexities once you really dove into it, right? And it doesn't require you to be extremely versed in, in games. And there's just, I don't know, I feel like this is, like, something that's not going to age, right? Like... And 10 years from now, Alto's Odyssey is going to be as fun as it is today because of how it's structured. It's like with like an old Mario game, right? Like you can play Super Mario Brothers 3 today and still have as much fun as someone did back in the 80s right when it came out. Yes, it's the core gameplay loop is solid. And then the way they iterated on it in, in the sequel was is just, you know, like it's a like I I just I was playing it uh, before I started recording. Um, and I finally got the the equipment you need to grind on uh, on on the canyon, right? Canyon walls, right? And it's and it's pretty damn cool. It added like a whole new layer to the game, and it's it's pretty pretty damn cool. And the music and the sound design in this game is just phenomenal. I think this is some of the best uh, sound design I've heard in a mobile game. Like it's, it's just it's you gotta put your headphones on when you're playing this game. Yeah, you definitely definitely play play this with headphones on. You're gonna be you're not gonna regret it. So it's good stuff. Um, there's also some stuff about, uh, I guess, iOS App Store recommendations, like the Today tab. Um, it's about like concerns by up and coming developers about you know like they don't have like popular, they don't have like small indie developers on there. Uh, what do you think about this question? Like this whole topic about the Today uh, page and the discovery of apps in the App Store. Um. Don't rely on Apple for promotion of a game. Go to the media. Uh, marketing is a pain in the ass. Uh, there's no real good solutions to this piece. There's a lot more stuff than there are. Than there is time to sort through all of it by everyone, right? Like uh, thousands of apps are being added every day. Thousands of games are being made every day. And it's an extremely hard 
place to try and get noticed, but that's because of the design of the system, right? Like with, with this current system, there's not much you can really do besides trying to suck up to Apple and get a today feature. And then also um, hitting up the press and trying to do interviews like this. Right. And I, it's, kind of shit but i don't really think there's a good solution to it and more importantly apple has really been doing a good job at trying to uh push unknown developers with their today tab on on the app store like i usually i check the app store almost every day now just to see what what is new there because i think their editorial team is doing a really great job it's much better for discovery i feel like the way it's presented in the app store the today pages is pretty cool from a user's perspective at least uh developers might have different thoughts for sure um next up i think uh they talked about uh implementing metal uh in 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 their game so uh alto's odyssey uh uses metal uh they were, they basically uh they switched to the latest version of metal which was made, uh, they made the game in Unity, just like like the previous game. Uh, and the Switch to Metal, like, basically solved, like, a bunch of bugs they were having with OpenGL, like, the performance behavior. Uh, they had to rewrite, like, some of, so they had to tweak some of their custom shaders, but it, it wasn't, like, a big deal. So that was, that's pretty cool. For sure, what do you think? Um... OpenGL is only bad on iOS because Apple doesn't support a modern version of OpenGL on any of their platforms, and Apple doesn't make desktops with good GPUs, and Apple only uh, prioritizes Metal for their own custom house GPUs. Um, is that the standard line, right? That that I think I mean, like, really, what's 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 the, there's no debate to be had there. It's just like Apple doesn't give a shit about OpenGL at this point. They just want you to use Metal on everything. Uh, that's that's basically the story here. Like they use Game Center. Uh, they use GameKit with controller support. You remember when Game Center was an actual app? Yeah, they removed that. It's no longer. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's just like it used to be like they tried to make a whole social network out of it, like Xbox Live. <laughs> Apple, and now Apple it's just a set ba- of APIs for yeah, Apple's bad, bad at social networks. Remember Ping? Ping wasn't. Did anyone even use Ping? No, nobody used Ping. Uh, they, 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 I did, it came with iTunes, right? It was integrated into iTunes, uh, then they removed it. I Although, mean, to be fair, Apple Music does have social networking now, and sort yeah. of, you can follow artists. Like, Ping never went away, right? It's just that um, Apple Music is a lot more like Spotify now and how it does it. It doesn't, it's just, it's a nameless feature of Apple Music, which is probably how it should better. have been from day it one. Been, yeah, yeah, that, that's definitely for sure. Uh, and they also, like, the, the, how they talk about older devices, uh, so they had to like write a set of like less complex shaders uh, to run on all the devices. You know they had to make a compromise, uh, which is cool. You know you often see like you don't see like developers putting the effort to you know get it running on the older devices. But you know, I mean, this is iOS, so let's see how they how it fares on Android. If yeah. they put as much work to getting it to run on shitty Android phones. Uh, yeah, I wonder if they're gonna outsource it to a uh, third party developer like they did for their first game. Uh, I didn't mention it, but the Android version of Alto's Adventure was done by a different studio, uh, uh, Android-specific studio. They they had more experience in the Android side, so that's why they outsourced. They probably it. will. I, I don't yeah. think they wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, that makes. I mean, they're they're, they're obviously their talents lie in the iOS space. It's pretty much is obvious. Uh, so it would make sense for them to outsource it again. So the Alto's Odyssey available on iOS uh, with. Regional pricing, I guess. Uh, it's six ninety nine here, six ninety nine Canadian dollars with tax. I mean, however much it is in your country, buy it if you can because it's a good game. It also is cross play. Um, Apple TV, iPhone, iPad, 
So um, it is Alto's adventure was gorgeous on the Apple TV, right? At like a playing at a big screen. Um, I imagine Alto's Odyssey is going to be the same. My only complaint with this game is that Alto is too small. Yeah, um, that's you know that's a good point. Are you bringing up? Sometimes I have a hard time seeing Alto, especially when it turns the nighttime, right, or sunset, yeah. mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and and the shadows start to become much more pronounced. And Alto, uh, Alto kind of blends into the backdrop because you're like in a sort of like a savanna biome, right? And it's I would prefer Alto to be much more pronounced because sometimes I'm like I I. I don't know where you're at, pal. Yeah, you can't see, you can't see, uh, can't see them. Uh, maybe there would be like a contrast setting that way you could, you know, like maybe make it make Alta glow or something, or make like a little bit of a sparkling shine on them, so you can visually distinguish them from the background. Because sometimes it does get a little bit difficult, and I've definitely ran into rocks because I couldn't quite see where Alta was, uh, so I couldn't yeah, jump. And then. Uh... I like how there's unlockable characters now, too. Yeah, there's, there's unlockable characters. I'm looking forward to see, uh, playing with some of them. Uh, it's pretty cool. So that's uh, Alta's Odyssey. We're going to have the links to the interview uh, and, uh, and, and the link to the game's website so you can, you know, purchase it. Um, we're going to be talking about... Are, are we talking about other iOS games? Christian, you want to oh, talk about... Oh, yeah, real quick, real quick, real quick. We, we yeah. just... Uh, we just want to give you some recs on, Rex, on yeah. iOS games you should play. And by that, I'm just going to open the games folder on my phone and we'll see what's on there. Um, Monument Valley 1 and 2, go play that. Like, just, just straight up, we've talked about them on the pod countless times. Just go play them. They're good games. Enough said. And I'm pretty sure they're on Android too. Yeah, both. I think both games, uh, both Monument Valley games are available on Android as well. Uh, the other game that I have on my list is a game called Threes. Um, Threes is a, what do you call it? It's like a puzzle game. Like, like it's like a, what, what do you call it? Like a match. Or like, uh, it reminds me like Sudoku, right? But it's like, it's, yeah. not, it's not obviously not Sudoku, but it's not like the same sort of vein. Like it's a like numbers a matching numbers game, Numbers puzzle right? game, yeah. And it's it has this really nice art style. Uh, really nice sound effects and no in-app purchases. Uh, so, there's a free-to-play know. version if you do want that, though. Um, so there, there's two versions of threes. There's one that's paid up front, I believe, and there's a free-to-play version. Um, I can just check the App Store real quick and see that. Because I don't know if the paid version is still available. I don't know if it's strictly... Okay, yes, there's threes free and there's threes yeah, I, regular. I remember so... buying it, but yeah. But I don't remember. So you can like, get the free to play version, or you can get the um, paid up front version. So we say it's good, but I mean, if you if you don't want to do that and you you just want to like try it out, you can always do the free to play version. There's also another game that I haven't played yet, but it's it's on my list. It came out recently as well. It's by the studio Annapurna Interactive. Uh, it's a game called Florence. Uh, oh, I've heard about that one as well. Yeah. I want to check that out. That's, yeah, I want to uh, check that out. Monument Valley list. designer was a, yeah, Monument Valley designer. Uh, not the same studio, but uh, someone who worked on Monument Valley yeah. designed that game. Yeah, and so I'm definitely it's like a it's like a short interactive uh, storybook game, uh, and I'm definitely looking forward to checking that out. It's it's available on the App Store, uh, and it's been, it's it's gotten some good reviews. So those are my recommendations for for. I like mobile games. Mobile, I mean iOS. I haven't played games on Android in a long time. Um, another game that I like is Mini Metro. 
Oh, I have Mini. I forgot about Mini Metro. Wow. Okay. It's, it's basically a game where you set up train lines, like train transit lines, lines. Sub, subway, subways, subways trains, yeah. uh, buses. You can do transit lines, and it's like a really great way to kill time and um, sort of like a challenging little puzzle game. It, it's, it is a puzzle game. Yeah, it is. It, it does get quite challenging at the later stages, and it's easy to fuck up. Uh, do you recommend the Nintendo games, even though they are free to play? So be wary of that. Uh, fee to pay. Sorry, my bad. And um, <laughs> Minecraft the mobile is also good. Is uh, it like is is Minecraft for mobile? Good? I see it on the top seller chart. So like, right, I, it has gamepad support. So if you don't like the touch controls, just plug in a controller. Oh, right. Okay. Like you, you can play it with a gamepad. Like you don't have to do. Um, you don't have to use the touch controls. So oh, it's Minecraft. I have it on my phone. It's fun to just mess around with sometimes. And yeah. if any of you have siblings or nephews or family yeah, yeah, members who are under the age sure. of fifteen, they I, also I play Minecraft. I imagine it's good for the iPad as well, right? It's it's probably oh, yeah. And then another game which I've been working through recently, which is not iOS specific but has a really good iOS port, is Transistor. Oh. Um... <laughs> I have some thoughts about Transistor. I I I have it on uh, PC, and I and I know mm, I, 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 work I, really well. They work really well for the phone. Yeah, yeah. It's just more about the game itself. Like I I did the first boss, then I basically quit the game because I got annoyed uh, at the combat system. Yeah, I'm playing. You're doing it like on a PC and and like keyboard and mouse and all that, and I'm doing it on a uh, phone, so it's probably different. Um, another game is Reigns. Reigns, the first one, and Reigns, Her Majesty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Reigns, the, uh, the kings and queens. Both of those Reigns games are good. And yeah, good. Reigns. Another one, <laughs> another one that I was about to recommend is Downwell. Uh, it's it's uh, what do you call it? It's it's also like an endless runner, but it's not it's not horizontal. It's vertical. Um, uh, look up Downwell on the. It's also available on PC as as like a game. Um, yeah, and it's also available on iOS, and it's pretty damn cool. It has this uh, sort of minimalistic uh art, high contrast uh, art style. Yeah. Um, I haven't played that one, but I'm gonna check it out. And then also, there's of course the Witness is on iOS, which it actually has a good port. See, like there are good phone games, and these, and and I don't want anyone at me saying, "Well, well, these are just ports of uh, games from from the PC." And it's like that's not the point. It's not really yeah, a port. Yeah. No, these games yeah. have been reworked to properly support touch controls. So yeah, don't, yeah. So don't at me. It's not that fair bullshit. to the games. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it it is. It's better. The more platforms games are on, that's that's better for the for the games themselves and as the medium. Um, and it gives more I have, people. I have a question for you, though. Yeah. Assassin's Creed on mobile. Have you played any of them? Like not the mainline games, but any of those mobile games that Ubisoft no, no. has released. I, uh, I think those are like endless runners sort of things, uh, like little puzzle games. I think. Uh, Let me see. I'm looking are... at the App Store page right now for yeah. Assassin's Creed Identity. Mm-hmm. And what, is it? what does it look like? I never seen it. <laughs> um, it looks like an Assassin's Creed game. You just run around. There's a virtual joystick, and you fight people. Oh, cool! I mean, uh. There's also the uh, Square Enix games uh, like Hitman Go and uh, Final Raider. Fantasy 15 is on mobile right now, and you should play it. Like not you, because I know you hate fun, but um, <laughs> all all people listening, you know, if you haven't played Final Fantasy 15 and you don't think you, so the difference between really the desktop 
or the console rather because it's not a pc yet but the pc and the fucking me i can't talk right now the difference between the console and the mobile version of the console version is a little bit more complex so if you want Final Fantasy 15 broken down and in more of that chibi art style, the uh, mobile version is definitely the way to go. Um, so, you know, there are lots of good games on mobile and we haven't even gotten into the free to play games because, you know, fuck it. There are good free to play games. Um, there's Hearthstone. Hearthstone by uh, obviously. Oh, yeah. Hearthstone. I forgot about Hearthstone. But yeah. all the Supercell games are good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's even vainglory which is sort of like a uh mobo style game those are all good games and you know it's in 2018 most most mobile games are shit but at the same time call of duty is also shit so it's not <laughs> bad games are not specific to platforms bad games the bad business models are not specific to a specific platform yeah exactly. um, yeah fuck loot boxes fuck loot boxes um uh, I think that's enough of mobile games. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna move on to the the next. You know, I think I think it's um this is the physical version of a loot box, the Samsung oh, Galaxy S nine. Okay, yeah, literally did not make sense, but I needed a segue, so fuck it, we're rolling. With yeah, it. that's okay. I mean, sure. Um, <laughs> the the Galaxy S nine was uh, announced today. This through the start of uh, Mobile World Congress in barcelona spain um the s9 all right let's get the specs out of the way um we have basically wait it's it's 2018 so here's what you need to know it's got ram it has a processor and it has a battery (laughs) and it has a screen like at this point like do we really have to list the fucking specs like who like oh my god it's it has a qualcomm 854 soc which is 25 percent faster but at the same time fucking right like i don't think it matters 2018 specs don't matter because it's android and it's gonna run like shit within two weeks yeah yeah Um, if you if you want if you want the specs they're in the article so just you know go uh, read that it has headphone jack uh, both the s9 and the s9 plus it has micro sd slots it's basically the galaxy s8 but faster and a little sleeker and comes in nicer colors Mm -hmm. the purple color is that purple that purple is dope I want that purple. Um, the new thing is the new camera system, right? The uh, Yeah, that's really what they've been focusing on. So basically the idea the idea is that phones have had a fixed aperture, right? Because the lenses are so small. But Samsung has figured out a way to get different apertures on the on the glass of of the camera itself. And basically um, this is a really reductionist way of describing it, but the aperture is how much light the camera can pull in, right? And we measure that in f-stops. Yeah. So, right? F-stops, I think? Yeah, f-stops. Yeah. F-stops is the term, yeah. Yeah. So, most phones have had around, like, 2.0 to, like, 1.8, 1.7. And it's, and that's 8 can go from 2.4 to 1.4, I believe, 1.7. I believe, let me, 1.5. There we go. Um, so that's interesting. It's probably going to make for better, uh, better photos. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see when the, when, the, when the phones are actually out, see how they perform. But I, uh, I think with, with this camera though, right? It's, yeah. It's not about is the camera better because the camera is always going to be better. Is, yeah. is it better than the Note 8? And is it better than the iPhone 10 and the Pixel 2? Which 
the iPhone 10 has a really great camera, but the Pixel 2 has probably the best camera out of any phone right now, just because of Google's AI stuff that they're doing on the back on the back end when they uh, process photos. Uh, so the the S nine Plus um, is is going to have a dual camera setup, right? It's going to have the main camera, uh, and it's going to have a twelve megapixel telephoto lens. Uh, both phones have like the 12 megapixel main sensors, uh, OIS, and uh, 960 frames per second slow motion video. Uh, That's actually impressive. That's really impressive. Like we we got to give Samsung props for that. The video I've seen, we have a video, a hands on, a link to a hands on video by MKBHD. Um, the video quality isn't the best, but how smooth the frame rate is is genuinely an impressive thing to do. Um, the fingerprint sensor was a complaint about the S8. Remember the really horrible positioning? Uh, it's, been, it's been like that since the fucking S7. Like, that fingerprint sensor has been in the wrong place for like three years now. So they Samsung moved the fingerprint sensor to a more sensible spot below the camera. But considering the high profile of these devices, it's probably still in a terrible spot. Yep. Um, there's also the iris scanner, the which also means that Samsung is the, coming out with AR emoji. R emoji? AR emoji? Uh, they, they work just like Apple's ad emoji. And Christian has some thoughts about how, how nice these, animo- these, uh, these Samsung ones look. So Samsung was like last year, they were like, hey, we have an IR sensor on our phone. And then Apple was like, we have an IR sensor on our phone. What if we tracked your face? to make emoji animated and everyone's like oh that's great and then apple did something really key here they worked on the face mapping and then they worked on the on the um graphics like graphical quality of the emoji themselves right and it was really fluid and and it was like a fun little thing and then samsung was like samsung was like yo what if we hired the dudes who made the facebook vr chat thing and then map that shit to your face. What if we just call some people from Oculus? You know, hey, pa- oh, hey Palmer, hey Palmer, come over, hook, hook my shit up. And this is the most Samsung copy of like an iOS feature in years. And this is just as bad as that one time they copied the iOS uh, phone icon and then just overlaid it with a squishy green texture. <sighs> yep, um, um, I think be- people are going to accuse us of being uh, Apple fanboys again. But I think the key part is yeah, go watch the. MKBHD video and go to the seven minute mark uh, where he demos the our AR emoji and just just tell us with a straight face that those are the most hideous or or what if you don't want to watch MKBHD's video you go to go to a website called youtube.com and type in second life 2004 <laughs> and like you basically get the same experience oh Jesus um uh, yeah it's it's bad. It's it's is bad. Um, also, they still they still have the fucking Bixby button. They still have it. You know, give it next year. Next year, by the time, I bet you by the time the Note Eight comes out, Shades yeah. of Brown bet right now. <laughs> bet on Shades of Brown. I bet you by the time the the Note Eight comes out, uh, it's gone. 
and it's an optional feature buried away. Like that feature when you looked at the screen and it turned on or like it stood on or the other feature that made everything sound like you're flushing a toilet. <laughs> still there. Still there. Um, just just hidden. Hidden from sight oh, God. and never to be thought of again. I'm That's oh. basically what's going to happen to Bixby. Um, so the pricing, uh, Galaxy S9 clocking in um, $719.99. Um, S9 Plus is going to start at $839.99. So U.S. pre-orders start March 2nd at carriers, uh, and phones ship out March 16th. So that's S9. Uh, I mean, it's another Samsung phone. Like, I'm not excited about it, really. Like... The only nice thing was the new color they introduced, the purple, uh, the purple version of the phone. Other than that, the problem with the S9 is that it's a good phone. It has hardware. It has lots of hardware. Like, don't get us wrong. There's lots of hardware. There's lots of software, but like they don't work together. And the Pixel is a better phone and the iPhone is a better phone. And and we 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 sound the alarm all the time. You know, Google's AI stuff's creepy. But Samsung's not any better, right? It's not like Samsung's being like, oh, we're, oper- we're offering an open experience and we're respecting your privacy. It's like, no, fucking Samsung's probably selling this shit to like, I don't know, like three governments. Like, I don't know, Samsung probably like some revenue sharing deal on the back end. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't trust Samsung with this. So th- there's no benefits to getting a Samsung phone over a Pixel if you want an Android device. And honestly, this phone is probably going to just run like poop in two months anyways because it's Android. And for some weird reason, I mean, Pixels I've heard are pretty good. But like Android still has that problem. And, and before people say, I before I guess just preemptive people adding me saying I am like defending Apple. Like, no, 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 no. I, iPhones are just a shit too, right? With this, like uh, run iOS 11 on an iPhone 5S and tell me it's, if it's a good time or um, your iPhone 6S. Oh, sorry. It, it just shut off because uh, it's being <laughs> Yep. Right. Like it's I, I, iOS is not that much better, but it's better no. enough. Yeah. Especially uh, considering I, the price point. This Honestly, you can get an Pixel 2, not the XL because that screen's terrible. You can get a... Uh, freaking iphone 10 for the same prices and you're gonna have a better experience on both of them yeah it's it's just like i know okay a throwback to to a time of google plus uh remember the samsung nights we bring them up a lot we this is this is a this is that one thing that no one knows we're talking about because it's literally like only 20 people but um yeah the samsung nights uh i don't (laughs) <laughs> I just wanted to bring them up because every time I think of Samsung fanboys, right? Um, like that comes to mind. Like I, Samsung definitely has its fanboys. Like I don't like I don't blame them because the devices are you know pretty solid. But like, it's <sighs> bad though. Like yeah. getting a Samsung phone is like buying a PS4. Sure, it has nice hardware, but I mean, God, that UI. No, 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 no. Come on, that's that's doing, <laughs> that's no. Okay. Uh, um, that's doing Sony base. a huge disservice. <laughs> like honestly, <laughs> Sony is much better at UI and UX than Samsung will ever be. Um, I didn't think you take the bait so hard, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I genuinely thought you would have taken that so hard. <laughs> no, like honestly, because that comparison does—it's not. It's just not fair to Sony. I feel like Sony has been Sony's UI design is is is, is pretty good. Uh, the PS4's UI is pretty nice. Uh, it's minimalistic. It's, it's simple, but uh, it's, it's, it gets the job done. Uh, Samsung, on the other hand, is 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 
is is a sh- full of complexity for no reason. Well, I I'm just hopeful for OnePlus to copy this phone and sell it for three hundred dollars less. Which is, by the way, by the which I'm not actually making fun of that. Like that's half a joke, but like OnePlus is good shit. If like you're if you are a nerd who likes flashing ROMs and all that shit, like OnePlus is good to look at if you're balling on a budget. Especially in this article, they mentioned that the OnePlus 5T will already give you six and six GB and eight GB options for RAM at a lower price already. So you know it's it's happening. Uh, so you have options. Uh, speaking yeah. of options. Ooh, ooh, I like uh, that segue. We, we got another option in the Android world. Uh, we got our first uh, Android Go. Now, remember Android Go? We mentioned that when, like, when Oreo came out. Uh, and Android Go is the program to, what, like, minimum, like, make this, like, minimal version of Android with these new versions of apps that are, like, you know, like, stripped down to bare minimum uh, and, you know, like, made for low-end devices. Uh, so we have the first device, which is the Alcatel One X, uh, and, and it's it's not good. So Christian, you wanna you wanna go into it? Uh, um, so basically, everyone has been saying that. Uh, so we we have a Verge article in in the uh, in the show notes, and basically the writer of Last Time I was like, yeah, I use this phone. The first demo unit was crashy as fuck, and the second unit was also, like, technically a little bit smoother, but uh, still ran, like, shit. And the representatives were like, well, it's a pre-production unit, and the phone doesn't ship for two months. Um, Like, hot take here, maybe. Maybe a hot take, but if you're consistently crashing two months before ship date of hardware, you fucked up. Because we, we, you like we, we have to. You might be thinking to yourself, "Oh, it could be bugs with this build." But think about this: hardware. Y- you have to ship a build with it at least a month or so in advance before you, so they can load it in the factory, right? Like it, you need a lead time on the release candidate or the GM for the hardware, so it's not being shipped to consumers in a shitty way. It's not like a game, right? It's not like you just download as a day one patch. Like, sure, you could have a day one patch on some software, but or, I mean, on a hardware thing, but it still has to kind of basically work out the box. So besides that, um, this is like a low-end Android phone, which, you know, I I was cautious about Android Go. I was like, okay, maybe Google for the 15th time, like, you know, Google is either almost they're almost having more attempts to revitalize low and Android than they have chat apps, you know, like good, good on them for, for, you know, just keep bumping that number up. But it's, it's such, it, this is just laughable at this point, right? Like, I don't even, you, you remember, I'm going to throw a, a link into the uh, show notes. Um, someone shared on Mastodon the other day about how go and light version of your apps should just be the actual apps. It's like that sort of idea, right? Like, okay, Google wants to make a specific version of Android that runs well on low-end hardware and all of that. Why isn't that stock Android? Because we... Let's, let's look at the desktop market. When was the last time Windows changed hardware requirements? Now, Windows and or Microsoft has dropped support for, X, for um, older chipsets. So in a way, they're kind of bumping up the mint spec. But if you have a Core 2 Duo from 2008... And like two gigs of RAM, you can run Windows 10. And it works just about the same as uh, Windows 7 did or Vista Service Pack 2. And 
you know, maybe Discord and Chrome is going to make your computer cry, right? You know, like don't don't use Electron on it. Like love yourself. Don't use Electron. But it's Android's such a like we I I whenever we make fun of Android, like whenever on Pentagono I make fun of Google. I I never want to come off as saying that you know like. I'm making fun of people who use Android. I'm making fun of the platform because of how much blatant disrespect Google has for you as a user, right? Like Google doesn't give a shit about longevity of devices. Google doesn't give a shit about your security or about you being secure. And Google is just taking your information and using it for some slightly nefarious purposes, right? And all you get out of it is arguably fake news and search results. Like it's it's such a it's such a fucking mess, and you also you also get fucking amp in your search results. So. Oh my god! It's <laughs> like don't take the shit. Don't like I don't know where I'm going with this. Just fuck Android Go. I'm sorry that you use Android. I respect the fact that you don't want to use iOS because it's locked down. Um, desktop Linux on phones now. <laughs> oh god! That, is this is this? Are you secretly like? coming on like is this like a mastodon joke no uh, no i want fucking kde on my phone man oh like, god why not okay. why not you know what because if we if we fucking had unlocked bootloaders and shit we wouldn't have to deal with this if if like rooting your phone wasn't such a pain in the ass and if it was genuinely easy to update upgrade your device right like if we didn't have all these fucking binary blobs and if we didn't have all these locked out drivers that were and yes, sure, Treble is supposedly fixing this, but only new phones are shipping with Treble. No one has wanted to trebleize their old phones. Essential had to delay the Oreo update for almost half of the fucking cycle of Oreo being out because trebleizing it has taken them so long and has made them has made the builds like so buggy. Like if we had open hardware, if we had more open source drivers, and if we didn't have Qualcomm being the only person supplying us CPUs, especially especially in in the US and Canada and in the UK, right? Like in, in parts of Europe and Asia, you can get Exynos devices, so there's a little more competition there. But all you deal is call Qualcomm. And turns out Qualcomm has a monopoly on the on the market. And the only reason why no one's taking a- action against them is because Apple. Apple sells half of the phones in the world, right? Like Apple's the reason that no one's gone after Qualcomm yet. But and this is the problem. You I don't know. We I just I just want openness in these devices. Like I wouldn't use a Linux phone, but I fucking want it to exist because like Android is so bad right now and and Google's just sitting on their ass. Like the reason the reason iOS has not gotten better is because Android has done fucking nothing for the past three years now that's a fucking hot take now, but is it am i wrong is that an no, incorrect take no no no, no. apple's uh, sitting on their ass because they have no one to challenge them once they like we're like okay we're we're almost as good as google with the uh notification drawer there's nothing else they need to beat android at ios better battery life ios more security ios apps that don't send your location data to random servers right like it's and and Google's keeps doing shit about it. Google's like, oh well, we'll tweak our algorithms for scanning apps and shit. And I, I don't fucking know. Android goes a joke. Don't buy this fucking phone. Um, buy a phone. Put lineage on it. Fuck your carrier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Buy buy. Yeah, your carriers. Your carriers are garbage. Uh, oh, you have any thoughts about this? <laughs> 
this see the thing is I, I keep looking for a decent Android device that runs like like you know stock Android that's also cheap because I want like a second backup phone. But you know, like it's not happening. Like it's none of these devices are good. Like like even like I would be willing to pay like three hundred dollars for like a decent Android phone that runs, you know, stock stock Android or basically, you know, like updates directly from Google. Uh, but it doesn't seem to be a thing that's really like you know a thing. Like all I have is the Pixel device, and I'm not bu- I'm not spending a grand on a on a backup device that doesn't that doesn't make with any a bad sense. screen. Yeah, that's yeah. Also that <laughs> uh, uh, I you know yeah, that, I I want Android to be good. It's never yeah. going to be good. Google Google like remember Android tablets. Rip, rest in peace, uh, Android tablets. You were born to die. You're uh, terrible at the start. You're terrible at the end. <laughs> and I don't know. I, I, I have no silver lining for this. Just basically, it's... Uh, I say buy an iPhone because I love you and I want you to, to, to have the best and be the best. Not because I want to take away your freedoms. And uh, nothing's really free on Android because at the end of the day, Google's watching you. But, but... Uh, AR emoji. Am I right? Who wants to look like your uh your second life avatar from like the third RC candidate? Second life. <sighs> oh God. Um. All right. So that's that's a wrap. I think for this this week. <laughs> I, I think this is the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> God. Um. You can find us on on the on the social network that is Mastodon. You can find me uh at staticsafe at mastodon.zombacloud.com and Christian. I am at Josephine at instance.business where you can please, please at me about these takes. Uh, we can find our show notes uh, and contact details on two shades of brown.com. Please email us. Uh, I'll be sure to forward all you, all, all responses about the hot takes to Christian. Uh, um, that, and this is the last episode of two shades of brown. And with no, that, no, no, no. goodbye. <laughs> oh God. Goodbye. <laughs>